Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. He was shouting I, at each I, other. I couldn't care. Uh, you know that phrase, I couldn't care less, that, that, that's, that people use wrong all the time? I literally just couldn't care. <laughs> just don't care. Sure. Just don't care. I know you don't care. Whatsoever. It's, 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 it's the one thing that, that I struggle with in our friendship. I'm sorry. <laughs> but here's the thing. Now the whole world knows. Oh, Phoenix! <laughs> hey, yo. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis. With attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. I'd actually like to take this opportunity to wish Greg DeMarco Show best in all his future endeavors. out there in the world that are listening to the Greg DeMarco show. My name is of course Greg DeMarco. Welcome to the Greg DeMarco show. The Greg DeMarco show was brought to you as part of the Chairshot Radio Network which you can hear at thechairshot.com. Always use your head. In case you didn't catch it that is at thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Like I said, that no, I don't have a third one. I wish I had a third one. I would play a third one, but I don't have a third one. Uh, so we'll just stick with with the other two. Like I said, my name is Greg DeMarco. You can find me on your social media at ChairShotGreg. The website, thechairshot.com. You can find at ChairShotMedia. Of course, all of the, the podcasts that are part of the ChairShot Radio Network can be found all over the place iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, Google Podcasts, and so much more. Of course, you can hear them at thechairshot.com. Do us a big favor. Go out there, like, subscribe, and leave a five-star review. And if you like what you hear, if you like what we're doing, go tell a friend to listen to this program. And if you don't like what we're doing and you think this show sucks, well, just just forget it ever happened and don't say anything to anybody about it. But I don't think that's possible. I really don't because we've got a crew like no other. I am, am, you know, hashtag blessed or, or as we did on the, the hashtag Miranda show, pound sign blessed to do a podcast every single week with my two best friends. Best friend number one is recovering from, I don't even know how long of political debates. You can find him on all of your forms of social media at wrestling realist. That's W R E S T L N G. 
R-E-A-L-I-S-T. It is the wrestling political realist, Patrick O'Dowd. The first round of Nightmare is over, Greg. I have come out of it worse for wear. Like Cody Rhodes? Like American Nightmare? Because is this a debate, right? Is American? It it, it is kind of an American Nightmare. You Uh, lost Miranda, by the way. You brought up the debate and Miranda dropped off. This is your fault. Oh, no, no. I was was just saying I survived it uh, to come do podcasting. Because, God help me, I'm going to need some podcasting after watching two old white guys yell at each other for an hour and a half. Which is all that stuff is. So, okay. Here's, so since Miranda You don't don't have to go there. You don't have to go there. No, no. Since Miranda disappeared, even though she's back now. um, Well, okay. So, okay. Miranda's back. That's exciting. So, you know, I'm going to hold off on my question. Best friend numero dos... (laughs) You can find her on Instagram and Facebook at the hashtag Miranda. There is an I in Miranda. She's not on Twitter because she is the Twitterless, political, apolitical heroine, Miranda Morales. Hello. The the very tired, very worn out Miranda Morales. Oh, you could see that by my face? I didn't need to see. I just know. That's okay. I'm goes. still happy to, to to be with both of you. Of you know, uh, Patrick, I spent a good amount of time on the hashtag Miranda show saying how much um, you may not like me, but I still want to be best friends with you. She did. I, I didn't say I don't like you. No, it's it's implied. It's very much implied by like everything. Yes, by everything you say you do. I mean, you tried to steal my job. You tried to you tried to steal my best friend. Uh, and, and wormed your way in, and I just—I mean—wormed your way. In. I'm sure we—I'm sure we could get along. Oh, but All right, you know I don't care. Yeah, I mean, Listen, <laughs> there's a debate tonight, right? I don't, I don't dislike everybody. Miranda. Watched like, the debate. That's unfair. So we've got an interview coming up here in about 15 minutes. I'm super excited about the interview. We got a topic that we may or may not get to. I'm very excited about this topic, and I want Patrick to be on board for the topic. And Patrick may not be here next week, and and I'm I'm worried about waiting on the topic because you know champions can lose titles, and so I, I'm a little concerned about that. But well, does the WWE have another pay per view next week? Because you know titles can change hands on television. Titles can change hands in hallways. Haven't you watched wrestling? Like it, it, these oh, yeah, things happen. Twenty four seven. I mean, it's it's a which, it's a title. Which I'm just saying, like not one of the ones we were going to talk about, but. So, so before we, we bring Alex Chamberlain on, and I'm very excited to, to interview him again. It's been, you know, it's only been seven years since the last time we did it. <laughs> um, just a minute, although I've talked to him plenty. But so the, the debate was tonight, Patrick O'Dowd. You know, you know I, I, my stance on politics. So here's a question I'm going to ask you. And maybe you don't have an answer. I don't know, because you don't even know this is coming. And I don't even, uh, Miranda and I have talked about politics a little bit, but not a ton. Why should I care? Why should you care? Yes, why should I care? I mean, I can't tell you why you should care. That's the WXU. Like, for me, I can tell you why I care. Uh, even in a state where my vote is inconsequential, like, and I'll, I'll own that, like I'm in a blue state. I just personally feel like it's important to know, or at least get the best sense that we can, of who these people are that are driving the direction of our country at, and particularly now at a, at a period of time where I, I really believe that, you know, the next four to 12 years 
depending on who's running it, the decisions we make is going to have not just sort of the the impacts on our day-to-day lives, but like serious global implications as you look at, say, the environment, say, the direction of my livelihood, um, say, the way we're handling things like, I don't know, a pandemic where 200,000 people have died. And, and for people that match my values, like, that's what I look for is I look like I want to believe in the person that is running our country. I'm an optimist. And so I will watch debates. I will follow politics and I will be driven nuts by the batshit crazy that happens when I hear Donald Trump say that mailmen are trying to sell ballots to people because that's a thing that's never happened in the history of ever, but yet he'll say it. And then tomorrow people are going to walk out and be like, do you know mailmen are selling ballots? And I don't know. I just, I, I believe in the people and I believe it all the way down to my state legislature, my local legislature, my senators, my house of representative folks. I believe in this stuff. And to me, I I feel like it's important to, to know and to make a decision because it is something that we are afforded as twisted as it is as, as citizens to, to be a part of. And so it's what little say I have. It's what little say we have. And for what it's worth, I, I believe in it and believe that we should take it seriously. You know, it's weird because, so I'm going to go way back, right? I'm going to go way back to high school, my senior year of high school. We had, I don't know what the hell it was, right? It was some kind of, it was after school. I think it was at night, but it was a political science thing. And we were put into groups to debate. And, and we basically were in like groups of five and you had to debate and you had to pick a stance and it was really hard with five people because you kind of had to be unique in your stance and most things are one side or the other, right? And we had to pick a stance on the death penalty. Now, I grew up in Richmond, Virginia, capital of the Confederacy. At the time, it was the murder capital of the world and <laughs> definitely had the death penalty. They used to play the song, Rock Down to Electric Avenue on the radio whenever somebody was getting electrocuted in the electric chair. Like, wow. this is where we were at this point in time in the world. And we had to take a stance. And... Basically, like, I don't know, I was like third, fourth, or fifth in the rotation. I don't know. And by then, somebody had already been vehemently against the death penalty. Somebody had already been vehemently before the death penalty. So I was like, okay, I need to pick a stance. So my stance was jails are overcrowded because there's too many people waiting and on death row or whatever. So my stance was from the from, from the witness stand to the electric chair. That was my stance. And I won. My goodness. I won the debate. Uh, I guess I was very and so for like four days I was going to major in political science in college and I was going to get involved <laughs> in politics. What I was going to do. And after four days it wore off forever. And now I just feel like I look back at who the politicians are and who the president is or whatever. And in my opinion, and I could be wrong, I can't pinpoint where it's ever had a bearing on my day to day life, like you mentioned before. Outside of the fact that. Twice during my adult life, I've received a check from the government that was not a tax check or anything like that. And both the times there was a Republican president, and I'm not a Republican by any stretch of the imagination, nor am I a Democrat by any stretch of the imagination. It just, I can't think of where if the other person was president, my life would have been any different. And maybe it's selfish of me to think about that. Like I think in very small circles, right? I think of the, the people that live under my well, under this house. I think of you. I think of Miranda. I think of people that are close to me. And, and that's, you know, I just, 
just the way I keep it. Like, I think at the state and local level, it is a little bit different, but our president is, is a figurehead. And, and I think the world's going to la- look the last election, dude. And you and I fought about this before. They both sucked. Neither of them were any oh, good. And, and they both oh, would have been terrible for different reasons. Thing. I, I wrote my one of my statuses as I, you know, live tweet slash live Facebook the debate was America, is this really the best that we can are these the two yeah. best people that we can put out? Either party. I don't care mm-hmm. if you're a Republican or a Democrat right now. Like if these are if this is our best, like that it's it's unbelievably frustrating. And, and here's here's the thing is I think that like I don't look at it as just and I, I don't look at it a lot the way you do too, Greg. I look at it at the, the people whose lives it impacts yeah. that are in my life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I think about like women's rights to their body are under serious, is under serious, is in serious danger. You just, just in terms of whether you agree with Roe v. Wade or not, like that women's, women's reproductive rights and, and women's health is under serious, is in serious danger because of a, of a conservative Supreme court that gets picked by the president of the United States. Uh, you like, I look at a lot of the rights that I've seen stripped away from people that are close to me in my life, mm-hmm. or I see, you know, I see the lack of good work being done by our politicians to help our, our friends of color. Uh, and like, I just, even even when I'm looking at a world where neither one of them are really the best, like another joke I made, two old white guys talking about racism, that's going to end well. Like, like I, I, I'm going to look at the one who's going to try to help the people in my life and myself more. And, and right now, big shocker, I, I think it's Joe Biden. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, but is it? I don't even know. Like, well, we I just so. I just want to say something you mentioned, Greg, and I mean this with all of the best intentions. And, and you know, I say this as a friend. You mentioned how you know for you there hasn't been a very big impact about who's been in the White House because you are a straight white male. That's exactly. true. So I mean, yeah, the, uh, there's been a lot of policy changes, laws, impacts to people uh, of different. Uh, you know, uh, sexual orientations, women, um, you know, people of different uh, social classes of uh, ethical or cultural groups. That is who, at, at least in this modern time, things have changed so much for them, both good and bad. But I, I think that that is that to me, that statement hit the most because like Patrick, I said, there definitely is people that it's impacted for for me as well for me personally for me it will absolutely i think this is going to change not only the course of for women but also just the perception of women i you know it's just there's a lot i think that that will that that will be impacted uh over this you know and there are some for the most day-to-day you're you are right you know i think it goes and impacts our normal our days not very much but in these sweeping moments and sweeping movements there's so much that's changed over really even just the past eight years the past four years you know um that to to me i can see why it matters and why it's important and, and why people should listen and you know, but I think at the, for the most part, at this point in time, you know who you're going to vote for. The debates aren't going to change really anything. If you well, are the, the, yeah. the debates are for the few people that are allegedly still on the fence, and whether those people are real, really on the fence or not, I don't know. 
Craig, the last thing I'm going to say about this, and I'll, I'll even willingly use my danger zone card just to say this. You, you don't have to. Oh, okay. the, the I, I brought this to topic me, up. When I think of, like the biggest issue to me in this presidential campaign has been the response of this president to what has ha- what is going on in Portland, what is going on in Minnesota, all of these protests and his response. And today, during this debate, the man was asked, because he, he's been very vocal about speaking out against what they ter- what folks term radical left groups. Um, but he was asked to condemn white supremacist groups on a national debate stage. He started with, yeah, but. Then when the Proud Boys were brought up, a white supremacist, stars and bars, Nazi group, he said, stand back and be ready. And to me, that is a horrific message for anybody to hear. And if you vote for this guy, you may not believe in what those folks do, but you are endorsing their actions that they take through the actions and words of the President of the United States. And I can't abide by that. That hurts that you can rationalize that because he makes you feel good because he what yells a lot. Like I don't get it. So that's it. I'm done. Let's, let's get to our our interview or our topic. I don't know what the, however we want to do this. Let's do it. Okay. We can do that. Take another drink. You need more than water, Patrick or Dad. Like waters. I can't. I drink on Sundays. I, I drink on Sundays now during the Bandwagon Nerds podcast. I got, I, got, I, got, I got diabetes. I got to limit to one a week. You know. Yeah, yeah I understand. <laughs> I understand that completely. So, all right. So, so uh, Miranda Morales has the fun responsibility of trying to transition from a really crappy topic to right. being all salesy and selling some T-shirts. So, yes, let me just. Shill some t-shirts because yes. that that's what we do here. That's America. America. Time yes. Debates. We support if if you support capitalism, I don't know. Is that the right transition? Uh, I'm just I'm Maybe. shooting in the dark here. Um <laughs> you can go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot and you can support the chair shot.com and you can buy a t-shirt there today. You can <laughs> yep we got frozen yay we're back i'm glad when we're you back. react because then it just tells me it's not just me it's it's back also to the you. traditional four well I, I usually give her like a four second yeah. grace period like i count it down i'm like three two, two one okay respond well she's back now at least it looks like she might be frozen again though i don't know Miranda, well, well, can we get Miranda like a like an internet booster? Dude, she has. I think she has the highest internet she can get there. I think it's just because she lives in Tucson, Arizona, which is. I mean, can the chair shot? Can can the chair shot get me? Answer some better internet for me. I mean, I know Miranda. I know a guy in IT. He's like one of my closest friends. In be like, what's that? In in the state of Arizona. No, but we can we can find better technology. Matt, Matt's the man. Well, well, yes, we can build it, right? Right. We we will we will we will build it. You will be this. You know what was it the uh, the bionic internet woman? Yes. Not the not the, the six, six million dollar internet bionic. man. 
Bionic Internet one. No. Okay, keep going. Yeah, keep let's, let's 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 keep on going to the T-shirt. So yes, you can go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot, and there you can find over twenty five different T-shirt designs, all in support of thechairshot.com. Of course, there are a lot of great T-shirts in support of uh, podcasts from the Chair Shot Radio Network, such as a winner is you. Uh, everybody hates Greg because that's just the truth. Especially today. <laughs> Especially today. Bandwagon Nerds has their very own T-shirt. And, of course, the unofficial official T-shirt of Mr. Patrick O'Dowd. Hashtag save tag team wrestling. And the Queen of Soft Style T-shirt. All available for you. Also, you can get the OG chair shot logo and multiple always use your head shirts. Go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot and t-shirts start at $19.99. But if you want to spend a few extra dollars, you can order it in soft style because, well, you deserve it. So go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. Again, prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot to get your very own t-shirt today. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. That's over 150 of your favorite promotions found exclusively at powerslam.tv. So go to powerslam.tv and you'll get a free week. But if you use the promo code chairshot, you will get a free month. Now, a month is only six bucks, but why not try it out and see if you like it first and do it on us. Go to powerslam.tv, promo code chairshot, get your free month. Again, that's powerslam.tv, promo code chairshot. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. So it's crazy to think that when Patrick and I last sat down with this guy, it was 2013, seven years ago. He's oh, one of the top unsigned talents in wrestling today. He made his pro debut 17 years ago. He's held a tag team championship with Alex Hammerstone. He's played a Russian brute, Skeletor, and Captain America. And that's all within the confines of a wrestling ring. He's also held numerous other roles in front of a camera. You've seen him recently on AEW Dark. He's a good friend of the program, and just damn it, a guy I'm excited to catch up with. Alex Chamberlain, welcome back after seven years. Yeah, man. Seven years, man. I think it's been that long. Yeah, that's just that's crazy. how bad I am at doing this, basically, is what that is. <laughs> well, so. it's funny because we keep in touch with like, you know, yeah, Facebook yeah. and stuff, so it doesn't seem like it's been seven years since like, we talked. You know, exactly. We more frequently than that. Yeah, I, I'm putting on an event in November, and, and we're booking a guy who just recently relocated from one side of the country to the other. And they were like, yeah, you may have heard of him. Like, heard of him. I talked to him at least once a week. So it's just it's just <laughs> funny. And he was a guest on this show probably in 2013. Yes. Um, it's just crazy how how things work sometimes. So how the hell are you, man? 
Ah, uh, man, I'm good. You know, I mean, all things considered, uh, yeah, can't complain. You know, trying to stay busy with you know, all the craziness going on, but mm-hmm. you know, things are slowly getting there. You know, and yeah. uh, been pretty lucky with some, you know, some work I've been able to get. So yeah, I'm good. I mean, we, you talk about the craziness, and and it'd be we'd be remiss to and and I try to do this when I'm recording this show as we record it. It's 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 Tuesday, September 29th, 2020, and I say that because if someone hears this two years from now and we're out of what we're dealing oh, with yeah. now, I want people to get that frame of reference for where we are in the world. Of course, we're still in the midst of a global pandemic and, you know, everything was going strong. And of course, that pandemic hit in March. So what what did that do to you? How did that impact you and, and how, you know, what had to change? From what uh, I understand, you were you were about to go somewhere decent before March hit. Yeah, it was a screeching halt for me. Uh, I mean, I was staying pretty pretty steadily with work in terms of wrestling and uh, acting work. Uh, I was pretty much right out, right out straight for, you know, pretty much every week. So, um, you know, I just did uh, AEW in Miami, uh, like, you know, a couple, you know, four or five weeks before that. Um, I, you know, it was, and I had a couple other feelers, uh, feelers out there with like WWE and uh, even like ring of honor a little bit. So, I mean, it was it was like getting the ball was getting rolling and then like you know, the whole world started to burn. So um yeah, it was uh it was crazy. You know, I, it was one of those things where you thought like, all right, this thing's gonna be we're gonna go home, stay home for a couple weeks, then you know, slowly we'll get back to the normal, then you know, two weeks turned into two months and then six months and then you know, it's uh you know, everyone now you you know, everyone's wearing masks, there's everything shut down. So I never would have thought like uh, you know beginning of the year that it was going to turn out like this at all you know it was pretty bizarre you know it was uh and i was pretty lucky in the terms of being able to like you know stay like you know keep some money coming in and 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 stay like somewhat employed but and like some people just got hit hard you know they got both barrels with you know losing their jobs and everything shutting down you know falling behind on bills so you know like all things considered i was i was pretty fortunate you know with with how everything went down yeah, I mean it's it, it's tough. It hit everyone hard. It was unexpected. I mean, yeah, I know absolutely it was going to be two weeks long, and then it just snowballed, and we're kind of still. In I it. literally thought it was going to be two weeks. I was like, yeah, this like this will be over like you know a couple of weeks. Like, we'll just pump the brakes a little bit, you know, go, shut the borders. No one's going to fly out. And then no, 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 that was not the case. Nothing. At all. <laughs> Nothing at all. I know. But you recently got to come back and, and do a shot with AEW Dark. Wrestled, you know, another. Uh, long-term wrestling veteran in, in Sean Spears. And, and what was it like for you to 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 just get that opportunity to, to work on Dark, which is, you know, pulling in half a million viewers sometimes on a weekly basis? And, and you're up there against a guy who has been on, on television and, and worked for WWE. And there you are, and, and you're getting that shot. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. I mean, it was uh, kind of a call out of the blue. It was a... Uh, you know, QT Marshall called me up and he goes, Hey man, do you want to work? And I was like, absolutely. You know, you always, I, who, who doesn't want to work, especially, you know, given this time, like where there's really no wrestling going on. Right. I happened to be lucky that Florida was still letting, you know, WWE and AEW do their thing. So the opportunity to be on national TV to work and to work with a guy like Sean Spears, who, you know, in, in our circles of wrestling is like very highly regarded. He's a really good worker. I mean, he's a hell of a wrestler. Um, you know, he's, he's done everything you can do. And it was really cool. Um, I was very fortunate to be able to get paired with him 
and uh, use, you know, it was, it was, uh, it was surreal too. It was like very cool to kind of go out there to a completely empty arena to, you know, it's a very unique setting in that way, but it also felt very familiar. You know, it's just, it was nice just to get back in a ring. Like that was a big thing. It was just, it was, it was, uh, you know, I was training with Gangrel still at the school staying like, you know, keeping the ring rust out and still moving, but it's not the same, you know, when you're doing a show, it, there's just a different level of uh, energy that goes into like that kind of work. So it was just refreshing to be able to get out there and actually have a real match again. So I was like, uh, really doing that. I want to, I'm gonna completely take a turn because it's something you just said. I introduced you as a 17 year pro and you're talking about your training with Gangrel at the school. And one of the things that I see and and I'm not a worker, right? I've never been trained. I've taken two bumps in my life and I'm sure they were terrible, <laughs> um, but they popped the crowd. So that's all that matters. Right. Um, yeah, right. But it's the reason why I bring this up is because nowadays there seems to be this disconnect with a lot of workers who are several years in, but not 17 years in where that training aspect stops and they just don't mm-hmm. continue to go to training and continue to go talk a little about the importance of the fact that you, you can't stop. No, I feel like you, there's always something to learn and there's always going to be like things that can be polished and critiqued and uh, how else are you going to be able to try new stuff? Because necessarily when you when you're wrestling like on national TV, it's not really the best time to like, hey man, I want to try something new. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people are gonna be like, no, nah, I'm good. Like I don't want to do that right now. So, um, and it's cool. I like I like being able to like go with like the kids who are like you know, a month in, two months in, and like do the drills with them. It's kind of you forget a lot of stuff. I mean, I've been doing this a long time, so I'm like, oh yeah, we used to do that drill. You know, like you're doing drills that I haven't done in almost you know like two decades. Yeah. So it's kind of nice to be able to go back and kind of repolish, kind of remember stuff. Cause I mean, I, you forget more than you retain when it comes to wrestling. So, and it's kind of, it's, it's a cool reminder in, in the back of my head to kind of remember how I saw the business when I was at that stage. And it's, mm-hmm. it's a, it's a cool way to keep yourself kind of in that frame of mind of like why you do this and why you got into this and kind of keep your, keep your focus on, where you want to be as a wrestler, you know? And I like that. I like being able to be like, Oh yeah, man. I remember when I was like, you know, 19, 17, 18, 19 years old and just like so super enthusiastic about doing everything. So it kind of keeps you in that, in that positivity because wrestling can, can kind of defeat you sometimes. It can be very, you know, it, it's a tough business. It's a, uh, it's very competitive. It's um, it's a, it's a grind. It's a slog. I mean, between the traveling, the physical abuse you put your body through and everything else. It's like, you, you need some things to remind you like why you want to do it. So that's why I like still training. It's it, you can always, you know, kind of get, it's a nice little refresher. I think we're going to be the only podcast that anyone listened to this week that used the word slog. So I'm excited about that <laughs> for starters. Before I let Patrick and Miranda jump in, I do want to, you've got a fascinating story that I've heard bits and pieces of in different places and seen. And it's, it's, you talk about why, why you got into this, right? And why do most people get into this? They want to work for WWE. I yep. think no one, very few people have had as many, I guess, near WWE experiences or near signing experiences as you have. Like, I don't know if, how you want to describe those, what you want to tell about them, but it's just like, it seems like you've been almost there so many times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's kind of like a running, it's kind of like a running gag at this point, you know. I have a lot of my buddies who are either signed or somewhere else and they're like, you know, for a couple of years are like, how, like, you know, how are you still, how are you still not signed? You know, it's just one of those things. Like I've, 
I've always maintained a pretty positive aspect on it. And when it happens, it'll happen. I mean, I, I get enough affirmation and I get enough fun in, in the ability to do a lot of cool things in wrestling, not being signed. I mean, I've been able to go like literally to the other side of the world to wrestle in, in China. And I've been able to see countries that I never would have gotten to see. Like had, you know, had I not done wrestling. So it's not like one of those things where I'm like, Oh man, I'm salty about not being signed yet. If it, it it'll happen when it happens. And, and, uh, you know, I, I get to still do cool stuff on the side. I still get to do acting work. I still get to help run a couple wrestling, you know, run a wrestling promotion through, you know, comic conventions and still get to do that kind of work, which is awesome. I love doing that, you know, with FSCW. Um, but you know, it's, it's, it, it, it's been frustrating a few times, you know, it's been, uh, even earlier this year, like there was apparently like some, some close stuff with like NXT that was possibly going to come up. But then, you know, Corona happened. So it is what it is. I mean, you you can either get mad about it and let it bring you down or just keep ro- rolling with it and keep pushing through. You know, I, I just I'm, I'm a I'm, I'm a stubborn guy. So I'm just going to like dig in and and keep grinding away. So I figured it'll get there eventually. I'm always the uh, of the mindset that cream rises to the top. Yeah, you know, so. I, I'm the biggest hypocrite in the world because I and Patrick and Miranda can attest to this. And they'll jump here and here in a second. But I have I have given AEW kind of the business for just signing up all the indie talent that's out there and not whatever. But then I'm like, God, I really hope they sign Alex Chamberlain. Like he deserves it so much. So, I'm, so I, I, I'm such a huge hypocrite because I'm like, they're you're, signing too many people, but yet I want you to get signed. You're, you're not a hypocrite. We, I mean, the whole reason I watched an episode of AEW was because of a guy I watched out here out East. So yeah. like, no, don't, don't sell yourself. Yeah. And hey, we all have our favorites. That that's just yeah. life. So it's okay. <laughs> it's very true. Yeah, absolutely. So you mentioned FSCW. Yeah. Why don't you tell everybody what that is? Um, Greg Greg sort of hinted at it in his little introduction of you, but why don't you give us a rundown? All right, FSCW is Fantasy Super Cosplay Wrestling. It's the most non wrestling wrestling show <laughs> pretty much out there. It's um it's a show that's run through a uh, comic convention circuit. So it's owned and it's owned by a company called GalaxyCon. And what what essentially it is is it's a wrestling promotion. We're using a catalog of everything in nerd genre from sci-fi, high fantasy, video games, comic books, movies, TV shows. Um, basically nothing's off limits. We have characters from trailer park boys, Marvel, DC, um, super Mario brothers, Warcraft. Uh, um, I mean like Dune. I mean, we have like, we go, we go for the super obscure. We go for like anything we think is funny to us. We'll do it. You know, cause we like, like to what, do what in the world Dune. What would you pull from do? Was it like somebody a sandworm or something? No, we no, we were gonna do a sandworm. Actually, we were gonna do a sandworm thing <laughs> from Dune. Yeah, we we're gonna do that. I mean, there, there are so many ideas we have like in the pipes. I mean, and we have a really cool like prop and costume team that works with us. So we could basically get anything made that we want, or or if not, we'll buy it. You know, go. Um, we like to go that extra mile. That's that's the one thing that like FSCW is cool. Like they don't skimp on the costumes. They really go for like a lot of authenticity, but also has to be like workable. And then the wrestling world, it, it, just, it can't be necessarily like a, like a movie prop costume from like, you know, eBay or Amazon. Cause those things like sh- we've tried that and they shred immediately. Like I put, I went through like, 
four Captain America costumes, like immediately spent like 200 bucks a piece on them. They just immediately like the legs blew out on one of them. Like I just was blew like crotches out. Like, it was just in my underwear. So now, is the, is the shield legal. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, there, there are no rules. Yeah. I know. Uh, if it would be, it would be a disservice to the fans. Honestly, if we didn't use the props, right. like we, like, when, when we have uh, Dan house in his green arrow, he was bringing out, um, he was bringing out like, you know, the, 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 boxing glove arrows and using those cap uses the shield. Um, like Sue is evil. Lynn would throw fire at people. Sue young, um, uh, Leva Bates. She does jinx from league of legends. She uses the bazooka shark cannon. She by, actually works like shoots a like, confetti out. It's pretty cool. Leva Bates only has one cosplay character. And, oh man. She's, she's done so many. She's done so many for FSCW. She's probably yeah. responsible for she, half the costumes too. Like, yeah, no, she's, yeah, she's yeah. literally one of the originals. I mean, she, she was like, actually like one of the, probably like one of the more, uh, she was like a founding person of it. And she was actually one of the people that gave the idea. Cause she was doing that on the Indies, like doing obviously all the cosplay thing right, like, right. 10, 10 plus years ago. Um, so I think she was kind of like one of the inspiration to be like, Oh, we should probably do this like a full-time promotion thing. And then she was obviously like one of the first girl that we ever, you know, used on the shows. Yeah. Maybe FSCW predates me. Like I came in about two years into the product when it was starting and I was one of the guys that helped basically bring it to like a bigger scale of like investing more in the costumes and the production and really giving it a bigger, like a bigger stage feel. So but it, it's some of the most fun I've ever had in wrestling my entire career. It's it's a blast. I've gotten to do some really cool stuff with some really cool characters and some like cool actors. I mean, I've gotten to work with me personally. I've gotten to become friends with Alan Oppenheimer, who is the voice of Skeletor from Masters of the Universe. Yeah. Like, I personally know this guy now. I've done stand-in for him as Skeletor with him doing the voice backstage you know, at presentations for co- at like panels and things like that. So these are opportunities to like, all right, I was, you know, I literally am wearing the Skeletor costume. I have this massive, like, just like, you know, crap eating grin on my face, like just trying to mimic while I'm hearing actual Skeletor's voice in the background. So it's been, FSCW has afforded me some really cool stuff I've got to do. So so last question for me about about this. What is Captain America's finishing move? Uh, He would, I would actually use the elbow off the top rope for him. Keep it simple. I go for that macho man feel like that. You know, it's like something like I, I, I guess if you were going to put an all-American move down, if it wasn't going to be like the leg drop, it would be, I have a pretty decent elbow drop off the top. And I, it's really the only time I ever get to do it. I don't really do it as as Chamberlain because it's you know, I, I don't, it's the way I, as I've kind of evolved my wrestling as Alex Chamberlain has been more like into like that power, like, you know, explosive style of wrestling. So with Cap, I can kind of go a little bit more over the top and be like, I can do more of the athletic stuff and like jump around and be a little bit more acrobatic, which I typically don't do like with my, with my normal wrestling. So. And what's more all American than a flying elbow? It's like a sword. Yeah, really. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's just, it's just like a cool, like, you know, I don't know, it's just one of those movies I just picture, like, when you think of pro wrestling, it's like, that's a good move. And that's a that's a good thing about, like, FACW, because, like, those fans aren't, like, necessarily wrestling fans that go to Comic-Cons. Like, there's obviously a, a lot of crossover, but I would say probably, like, 70% of the fans that go to FACW aren't, like, regular watching fans. Like, they're aware of wrestling, but, you know, so we we give them a really cool, like over-encompassing show we paint with a very broad brush we don't try to be too subtle with the wrestling because they're they're, they're there to be entertained by more of the character work not so much the wrestling work 
So you talked about uh, a bit of your wrestling career and also your career and acting and, and of course, uh, you know, uh, cosplay. How have all those things, I mean, all intersect with F, uh, SCW, but how do you think they've mutually all benefited you as far as, you know, how has acting helped your, your wrestling uh, career and persona and how has wrestling helped you in acting and, and kind of how they've all been mutually beneficial to you? Oh, I mean, there's there's so much to apply to every every aspect of like for so for instance like with wrestling it, it teaches you that um that uh you know to be able to think on the fly and to be able to improvise because you have to wrestling there's a Murphy's law in wrestling whatever can go wrong usually will go wrong so that the ability to think on your feet and to act and react and emote with your face in a very big manner and to you know even when you talk it's you have to kind of think on your feet and you do kind of work with lines a little bit and you do have like bullet points and whatnot. I actually found the transition to acting a little easier because, you know, whereas wrestling's live and it's one shot and you either get it or you don't with acting, that's like, Oh, you can stop and like pump the brakes. You can get feedback and you can like, you know, you can tweak it and you can, you can read your lines ahead of time. And it's a very, it's a very easy delivery because you know exactly what's expected of you. So whereas wrestling, like you don't know you messed up until you go in the back and guys are like, Hey man, what the hell was that? Like you really screwed up and you got to go and fix it next time. You know? So with acting, it's right then and there. And then with FSCW, I love FSCW for the fact that it really teaches you character work. It teaches you about posing catchphrases, you know, cause like there's an expectation of like, you know, with Skeletor, like you have to do the meow. Like yeah, that's they do not care what you do as Skeletor, but they want to hear meow. Like they really want to hear that. They that my whole shtick on Skeletor is the promo, and I've really learned like character delivery. Like I really understand. Like there was an aha moment where I actually I, I kind of stole a little bit from the Rock of like you know that taking your time, looking around, and then delivering a line. And that gets me so much more reaction than anything I've ever done in the ring with a move or an entrance or anything. It's because that it teaches you to, to give an over the top performance to give that character work. And that's really what the fans like in general, I think fans just really want something to connect to and to be entertained by no matter what it is, whether no matter what medium it is, if it's TV, film, you know, theater, live, live work. Um, so that's been the coolest thing about it. And it, a lot of guys and girls who've come through FSCW, they pull so much from that because like they learn to like, Oh man, like I don't necessarily have to do like all these crazy moves. I can just give a move and give a pose or have a catchphrase or have something, you know, something to else to add to your work. So it's cool how they all kind of have intersected in, in, in its own way, you know? Mm-hmm. My final question is actually a debate that we had recently on this show. And as someone who's a pro wrestler and who's uh, someone who's very active in, in cosplay and, and a big comics fan, Greg brought up this topic, this concept of there's no longer things such as heels and faces in wrestling. It's more about heroes and villains. Mm-hmm. So I want to get your thought. It, do you believe that is true? Are we evolved past this concept of, of heels and faces? Uh, and are, are we more in a realm of heroes and villains? Or does that concept still apply? I think it still applies because evil will always be there. And heels inherently are supposed to be evil. Now, the problem, in my personal opinion, wrestling lacks a real villain nowadays a real bad a real heel because 
comedy is 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 tends to be a crutch that a lot of heels nowadays rely on. And to me, comedy is 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 entertaining, and heels are not supposed to be entertaining in that way. If you're making them laugh, then you're making them happy, and you're not supposed to. That is not your job as a heel. Your, your job as a heel is to elicit an emotion of either disgust, anger, or hatred. So when you're using humor as a way to be a heel. You're completely like you're completely cutting your cutting yourself off at the legs. Now, I think you there can is definitely space in wrestling for there to be good heels, but you've got to you got to stick to your guns and you really got to do things that are detestable and you have to um, test boundaries and really go after subjects that are like, that can it can really infuriate people, whether it be you know political or using like you know social climates like you know I guarantee you if someone went out there and started waking you know uh sam uh sam uh adonis adonis he was doing the maga thing in mexico it was genius i mean and he wasn't making it funny he was like doing true blue like you know and that was getting heat and that's that's the kind of but you have to it's a weird age in which we live in because fans for some reason they still treat heels who do heel work like it's really them and they forget they're playing a character so it's a weird thing it's a weird balance i don't know it's like i i i still hope for the days of like having a real good heel but it's going to be hard it's hard to do I, I will say it's hard to do i don't think it's impossible and i don't think it's necessarily gone or passe but you you're going to have to address subjects that are going to be maybe offensive and maybe line crossing in order to get back to that kind of heat again but that's going to be tough in today's you know today's uh, environment so I don't think I think it's gone, but it's going to be tough to pull off. You so, know, so the days what, of Killer Carl Cox, you know, sorry, like the days of Killer Carl Cox or or you know, uh, uh, you know, Nazis and things like that, you, you those wouldn't pass today. They worked, they worked, and they, they got heat years ago. But I don't think you do Nazis or anything like that nowadays. You know, I mean, people would just be too offended. I was going to say, so you're saying Greg's wrong. I just want to get that on the record that Greg's <laughs> wrong in this concept that heels and faces are are extinct. I didn't say they it's, were it's extinct. Not, it's, it's I, not, I still said the character trait exists. Hard to pull off. I didn't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> My words may have been twisted a little bit, but I'm gonna. I'll allow it. <laughs> Fair enough. You'll allow it. That's big of you. I don't have a choice, really. What so, you don't have a choice. You always have a choice, Greg. <laughs> Anyway, uh, so I'd be remiss. Greg shared some other interests of yours, Alex, that um, at least one I'd love to get your opinion on. I do a show on Sundays, which you'd probably be a great interview for as well. It's called Bandwagon Nerds. And every show, the first half of the show is dedicated to reviewing something that's airing. And currently we are doing The Boys because it's our show – since our show records on Sunday and the new episodes drop on Friday, it's very mm-hmm. convenient. So, uh, you know, things have been pretty disturbing this season um, with season two. But yep. just talk to us a little bit about your thoughts on the boys and, and how it's going. I absolutely love that show. Like, I, I every Friday I'm there to watch it. I am the biggest Homelander fan in the world. I am super team Homelander. That guy is such a good actor. Oh my God. That guy's so good. He he's, he's, good. he's so like th- he does little things in that show that like he's so detestable and so hateable, but then he does things in that show and it kind of brings you, he, he's really good at like that subtle acting of like, Oh yeah, like, this guy has been, 
raised so messed up since he was a child and he's just a dude out there looking for love in all the wrong places <laughs> and he is like even this past episode with like stormfront storm yeah. you know it's like there like when he was waiting there for the with the flowers it was like he was he's trying to find he just wants to find love that's all he wants he wants everyone to love him because he doesn't know it he's been adopted he doesn't know his parents doesn't know his dad you know mom or his real mom or dad and he's got he's got so much wrong in his brain and he's got these godlike powers and he has no check or balances for it so it's it's such a cool concept that 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 um that that garth ennis went with on this show like the comic itself is just brutal so brutal you know and they they really went the extra mile and just really just bringing that that violence up I, i i just homeland is such a crazy character to me it's like it's Basically, if the entire Justice League went absolutely wrong and they were all mentally ill and evil, like this is exactly what would happen. So I, I have a question. Hang on. I, oh, I want to jump in and ask a question because I haven't seen it. Right. Patrick knows this. I haven't yep. seen it yet. He wants me to watch it. So That's would you? Is, so is Homelander a hero or a villain? He's both. Oh, really? Because it kind of sounds villain, like he has baby like face and heel tendencies, too, at the same time. And yet here well, you are loving it and watching it on television. Just pointing that out. A, well, it's a Continue. Main switch because they started out like they make it seem mm-hmm. like all these this yeah. the seven is like basically the Justice League. Like they have literally like it's just it's just the Justice League. It's just right. you know they have their version of Superman, Batman, all that. But like and they so they make it seem like he's this awesome wholesome guy, and then you find out he's the worst out of all of them. Like they all have flaws, right. and then like they really hold off on him, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh man, this guy's a little intense. And then you're like by the end of it, you're like. Oh my God, this guy is absolutely out of his mind. Like, he is homicidal. He's genocidal. Like, uh, on every level of being a bad person, he's at that level, if not worse. I mean, he does, he does show yeah. some restraint. Like, there was him thinking about lasering an entire crowd. Oh, the people, crowd, the protesters. Yeah. Actually, laser an entire Oh, you know, crowd. it's going to, I mean, it's, it, I feel like it's going to build to a moment where it's going to be like uh, the showdown is going to be incredible. It's, it's the first show I've watched in a really long time. You talked about the violence, um, and it is unashamedly violent. Oh. It's the first time in a long time where I've watched it. It was a, the episode where Kumiko rips the dude's face off. Oh my god! Yeah, like, just I've off, never man. in my life been watching a show. It's been a long time where I verbally outburst and yep. oh my god, like yep. rips his face off. And I'm like, oh my god! Yeah, and, like and, that one and, got me. And, and then you wrap your brain around what you're watching. Yeah. Yep. And and real quick, so are we gonna not state the obvious? Alex, you, you, have you, have people told you you look like Homelander? Like you definitely have, you know, the, the same kind of look as him. Could we ever see Homelander in, in a wrestling ring brought to, brought to us by, by you? Oh, I mean, if, 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 like, if and when FSCW comes back, I'm absolutely going to crack that one out. There's so much material from the boys now that we can do, and I'm definitely going to be Homelander. I'll pull double duty with Skeletor and Homelander just because that would be so much fun to do. Yes. The, the, as soon as, as Patrick mentioned Homelander, like it all clicked. You definitely have the Homelander yeah. luck down. Yeah, he's, he's such a, what a, what a great character. Like what a, like I love layered characters, whether no matter what it was in, whether it was in wrestling or, or TV and like, what a character to like study like that guy. And he's a great actor. He just does, he does everything right about it. Like just, he does all the little cool little subtleties and acting that really just like really make you interested in him. You know, like this last episode was my favorite episode all all, all the season so far. This one was really good. They just, 
they uh they really got you thinking you know like a lot way during the show i was like damn like, like wow you guys are really like, going deeper into like you know, the mind stuff of like how these guys are dealing with stuff and we got two episodes left so yeah i know i know Can't shit wait. actually hasn't hit the fan on the show. like they, they find a new level so Yes, God, I can't wait. And then we get the Mandalorian in like a month. So. Oh, I know. Oh, I can't wait for that one either. You know, that there you was, go. What a Say, good show. Put that in your back pocket, Patrick O'Dowd, and, and hit up Alex, <laughs> and there's your guest. See, see what yep. we do. See, see, and of course, Bandwagon Nerds, part of the Chairshot Radio Network. Like, it's all, Definitely. it's all synergy. It's all synergy. So, one of my favorite things that I love to do, and I love when we can do this with a guest, right, is when I get to tell a story, uh, a story about something that happened, and. I I thought about not telling this story because it involves somebody who passed away earlier this year. Um, but it's still, you know, I, I think this person would appreciate the story and laugh at the story, and so I'm gonna go with it. But I, of course, for years wrote for 411 Mania, and the most famous person of 411 Mania was Larry Zonka, and Larry Zonka okay. would occasionally stumble upon an Alex Chamberlain match. <laughs> and I swear to God, if he reviewed a hundred Alex Chamberlain matches, he hated you a hundred out of a hundred times. He did, man. <laughs> and I don't know why. Now he I get it. So, so there was this one time he basically said, like, if you took a, a, a basketball pump and inserted it in Adam Cole and pumped it 27 times, you'd have a- Alex Chamberlain. Like <laughs> basically, and look, let's be honest. If, if, if Adam Cole and JBL had, had an illegitimate son, it'd be you. Like, let's just be. Oh, I get that. I've gotten the Adam, Adam Cole and I are, like got to be related somehow because yeah. for years him and I've both gotten the are you guys related like you guys like look exactly even Brit even Brit was like you look exactly like Adam when I was like I've known her for, I've done a couple shows right. with her and it's always been like a running gag between him and I so we look yeah. a lot alike and I mean if 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 anybody know anybody listening to the show knows like you will not find a bigger Adam Cole fan than than Greg DeMarco. <laughs> I swear like WWE should do some kind of a thing where like. Adam Cole goes into the Captain America chamber and like you come out like they should just do that yeah, right. gimmick completely and <laughs> it would work. But yeah, for some reason he just, just, I mean, I'm sure you can do the knee strike and you can throw a super kick. Everybody can. So you'd be fine. Um, can you do the Panama sunrise? Like if you can pull that off and I'm sure you can, you, you'd be good. Oh, yeah, you can probably pull that but off. he just, every time Larry rated one of your matches, he just had it out for you. And I just thought it was yeah. the funniest thing ever. But in all honesty, it, because so many people, his reviews got so popular, it might have been better that he that he always ragged on you. Like, because like, people would be like, Yeah, people would hit me up afterwards. Yeah, exactly. And be like, hey, man, Zonka's rigging you. Over the-. I remember I missed you once. I was like, yeah. Bro, does Zonka hate me? Do I owe him money? I was like, <laughs> I was like, What did I do to him? Yeah, like, I just, I, no. it just always cracked me up because here I am, like, big fan. And, and you know, I, I also love the people that are behind the, the characters in the business. And that's why, you know, that's why I bring people back, even if it's seven years later. Yeah. And it's it's just such, you know, it always made me laugh when whenever that would happen. Um, we talked about you're in this thing for 17 years. And so the question, it has to come up, right? How much longer do you do this? Uh, I mean, it's I'm still having fun with it. So, I, I mean, I just keep doing it until it's not fun, you know, and uh, I've still got my health. I've, you know, knock on wood, I've... Uh, no major like outside of I've had one dislocated shoulder, which I did it to myself getting in the ring. So, I mean, you know, like my injuries have been very minimal for the most part, no major surgeries, nothing like that. No, you know, I, I, I still move just as good. If not, like I, I feel like I've moved better and I've gotten bigger now and I can do a little bit more power-based wrestling than I could when I was, you know, 40, 50, 50 pounds lighter when I was 22, you know? So, um, you know, I'll probably do it until I just feel like it's 
time to go. Like I've always wanted to move into the production end of wrestling. Like it's always like been kind of like my dream anyways, you know, like and working in like FSCW is really just kind of solidified that I love doing like production and producing a segment. So that's one thing I'll probably I always be involved in wrestling somehow. So I feel like, you know, if I get a good shot with a company and I can put some years in, just do some time on TV and make some money that way, then I would love to transition over into more producing end and become like an agent and help run or write shows, you know? So it's going to be one of those things. I probably always still stay involved in some shape, way or form, but you know, I, in terms of like in, in ring action, I don't know. Like, you know, some, I feel like if physically I can still go, um, you know, then I'll probably go for, you know, a little while, a little while longer and, and, uh, you know, and see where the road takes me. Yeah. I mean, Christopher Daniels is 50. So, and, and yeah, you know, Patrick, dude, favorite Gangrel's, Gangrel's 52 and yeah. that guy's literally, he moves better than 25 year olds. Like yeah. I, I kid you not, man. Like that guy is a freak of nature. Like if you ever want to be motivated by someone and feel lazy, like watch, I just watch Gangrel at practice. I see him every time I go to practice, he's literally rolling around with 18 year old kids doing just as many bumps as they are doing the drills like it's it's a nuts how much of a maniac that guy that's is why because he never you stopped know. like we talked about earlier he never he just stopped he never that. stopped it's a it's a callus like as long as you don't yep. stop then you're fine it's when you stop is when which when you stop and take months off and then get back into it is when yeah. that, that's why i feel like there's so many injuries that piled up so quickly like in wwe and aew because no one bumped for months and you'd be surprised how much your spine can oh, yeah. uh can basically atrophy, you know, all those little microfiber muscles around the spine will definitely atrophy and the bones will atrophy because if they're not use it, then you, if you don't use it, you'll lose it. So I think that's why you had so many injuries right off the bat. Now it's starting to calm down a little bit because people's bodies are getting back into the swing of things of taking regular bumps. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's look at the NFL right now. Like everybody's getting hurt because they didn't have OTAs. Yep. They didn't have, you know, yeah, no proper training, preseason no that they normally would have had. And so it definitely, definitely does yeah. happen. You, know, you look at Christopher Daniels is 50, Gangrel's 52, Adam Pierce, not that much older than you. And, and he's already transitioned to the backstage. Yeah, roles yeah, and exactly. all that stuff. Yeah, so Adam, everybody's Adam's. different. Everybody's yeah. different. And I do, do get that. Well, man, uh, before we give you a chance to promote what's coming up, I'm actually, no, let's do that. What, what do you got coming up? Let the people know where they can see you. Yeah. I know it's few and far between still, but it's picking up. And of course, where they can find you online. I know you're not the biggest social media person, which I can personally appreciate, but yeah. you know, where they can, where they can find it. Yeah. Uh, social media wise, um, it's the Alex Chamberlain for, uh, Facebook and Instagram Chamberlain underscore MC for Twitter. Um, you know, like I said, I'm not, not the biggest social media guy in the world, but I do stay regular on it. Cause you know, it's a, it's a good Avenue to promote stuff. So I will promote my work. Um, I've got some dates coming up for, I've, I'm going back to AEW either next week or the week after I just, I just actually just took a COVID test here in Miami. So we'll be going back there. Um, so I'm staying regular with them as, as much as, you know, as much as we can, uh, which is cool. Um, I got some, I got Gangrel's got some shows lined up. So it looks like October, November, got some regular shows lined up going into there. So I'll be posting those. I think November 1st is one day we just posted today. Then we have one on the 13th as well. Um, it's a epilepsy awareness uh, show that run by one of his students. Um, pretty much for Florida. Like, that's really it. Like it's, most of the shows right now are just running out of Florida. Um, so, um, and then, you know, uh, outside of that, yeah, that's, that's pretty much what I got going on, you know? And, uh, right now, right, right now, yeah, 75% of the business is jealous of all the things you just said. So, you know, <laughs> all depending on where they're at and, and what they're doing, like where I'm running yeah. a show in November and people are so excited about it because it's kind of the first, 
legit show in the state since since March. Yep. And so um I can't tell you how excited I am, but personally uh, for you know obviously on behalf of Patrick and Miranda, I thank you for coming on. Personally just because uh, hopefully people get this from listening too, like this business is full of shitty people and this business is full of amazing people and you fall on the amazing people side and i just my personal sentiment man i hope that you've had so many you know near near signings near whatever i hope and i also believe that that eventually will will change and and you're going to get that opportunity and you know we'll brag about it because we knew when right and and we said this (laughs) but seriously that that's small stuff compared to what it would mean for you few people deserve that more than you do and and you may believe it but would never say it you know from being humble but honestly few people would deserve it more than you do anything we could ever do to help you promote you whatever obviously you say the word but i just really hope that the the larger world gets to see you on the platform you deserve to be on and and you know this is small stuff but you deserve the big time and i believe that you know Thanks, it will happen it will be too late when it happens because it already is but it <laughs> will happen and i believe that I hear you, man. yeah i appreciate it man. thank you very much it's uh you know, it's, it's, it's been a, it's been a grind, but a cool one. So, you know, it's, it, it's one of those things, like, as soon as it happens, I'm going to be like, no one will ever, at least I know in my head, like, no one will ever be able to tell me I didn't earn it. I'll fight yeah, anybody no. who tells me that. <laughs> you've earned it. And, and so many people there will know you've earned it. Like, that's the thing. Like, you know, you'll, when you get there, there's going to be so many people there that are like, it's about time. And there's going to be people that have been there, you know, far too early. It's just the nature of the business, but you, yeah, it's, you it's, deserve it so much. So thank you for coming on and joining us. I promise you. I won't wait seven years to do it again. <laughs> and uh, yeah, just thanks so much and good luck with everything coming up and just, just Thank keep you. kicking ass. Appreciate that. Thank you guys for having me. It was awesome. Good, good, good catching up. Lucha-masks.com by Pro Wrestling Revolution. Bringing you, in partnership with Masked Republic, the Lucha Brothers, as well as Japanese legend Ultimo Dragon. Go to lucha-masks.com and fight Lucha Strong with masks from your favorite Lucha legends and pro wrestling revolution luchadores. Stay safe in style and represent your favorite luchador. Get yours now at lucha-masks.com, powered by Pro Wrestling Revolution. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out TheChairShot.com. Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, TheChairShot.com. All right, gentlemen, you have three minutes, and you better make it good. We got three minutes, and we're out of here. The clock is ticking, and we're in the clear. We got three minutes, and we're out of here. We got all right so big thank you to alex chamberlain for coming on and you know bad on me for waiting so long to do it again but loved that and and it's kind of interview that i hope people will hear and and when he gets big they can hear it again because i I truly believe that's going to happen like i said on the show no big three minute warning this week because we're already sitting in an hour and two minutes of recorded time patrick o'dowd i haven't even listened to it yet because my schedule's been crazy but Tell us about what people can hear on this week's edition of Bandwagoners that dropped on Monday. And of course, what the movie is that you guys will review. Well, you can listen to special guest host Ray Cash, who joined us on the podcast for the first time ever. He, too, was very excited to talk about the boys. 
And the bulk of the, the bulk of the episode was Marvel news. Marvel finally dropped a lot of news, so we were able to talk some good stuff. This week's movie on the Nerd Review is going to be the 1981 cinematic classic Clash of the Titans, all because some of my Clash of the Titans stands on Facebook stood up for the movie when one friend ran it down. There you go. And he's on the Twitter at Wrestling Realist. It's W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G-R-E-A-L-I-S-T. There's no Y in wrestling, but there is one in Realist. It's like there is one in Patrick for the Wrestling Realist. Patrick O'Dowd. Miranda Morales at the hashtag Miranda on Facebook and Instagram. No Twitter because she is the Twitterless heroine and, and don't need no Twitter. Although there was a takeover this weekend. So just saying, what can we expect? <sighs> on the hashtag Miranda show that's coming up here in a few minutes. Yes. So we are going to have a conversation, discussion, debate, whatever you want to call it. We're going to just see how this goes, but we're going to be talking about uh, the best five champions of this specific championship. I'm not going to reveal too much yet, uh, but we're going to talk. Uh, it's going to be around three different promotions, five champions. We're going to discuss, you know, who is the best, who is maybe the most worthy, who is uh, maybe not the best, you know, we're going to see where it takes us, but we're going to have a championship kind of round table discussion um, on the hashtag Miranda show. So stay tuned. Cause it's going to be good. Yeah. And then when you hear next week's great Marco show, you hear something quite similar to it. Just different. Oh, uh, the same but different is is what it is. Which I'm excited That's about. That's fine. It'll be a week. It'll be a you next get to do week, it first this time, and, and and then we get to switch it up and use different people. So it'll be good. That is it for this week's edition of the Greg Demarco Show. We appreciate you listening. Hope you enjoyed Alex Chamberlain. We gave some extra time to it. It was more than worth that, and got some real life conversation in there as well, which sometimes you just gotta do. On behalf of Miranda Morales, on behalf of the wrestling realist Patrick O'Dowd, we appreciate you listening. We will see you next week right here on The Greg DeMarco Show. Until then, remember to always use your head. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.